Well, the numbers are back up a little bit today. The mayor of Toronto saying a surge is upon us. The Delta surge is upon us. We see case numbers rising across the country. And we begin to see a slight plateau, as they call the vaccination plateau, as the uptake begins to stall in some communities. And, of course, this is all leading to a very spirited discussion about mandatory vaccinations. You know, and should we have mandatory vaccinations for frontline healthcare workers, or should we have them for education workers, for example? Gary Bowman is a bioethicist and joins me on the radio program. Welcome, Gary. Hello, Alan. Let's um, begin with uh, the political uh, catch or difficulty that uh, Andrea Horvath caught herself in. And suggesting mandatory vaccines and then comparing that to charter rights. How do you see that issue? Well, you know, it's a tough one. And and, and Andrea Horvath, what's interesting is just how politically tense this has become. And look, I'm going to say, and emotional, by the way, uh, within the last week is my observation. Um, This is becoming a very divisive and emotional issue. And it's politically charged. So, you know... A charter right, yes, people have rights to to the autonomy of of them, you know, the integrity of themselves and and what goes into their body. But in a true emergency, uh, the argument would be that those rights have to be superseded, um, you know, to others. And I think with healthcare workers, it's pretty clear. And, you know, I'm a healthcare worker myself that, yes, they have rights, but absolutely the, the safety of patients and the well-being of patients has to take precedence over that. But look, when we say mandatory, what is it we're talking about? This is what I find tricky. Are we saying that, you know, you will have to be tested once a week if you don't want to be vaccinated? Are we saying you have to be reassigned to a different job? Are we saying you're you're actually going to be sacked and we'll call security and pull you out of the hospital if you're not vaccinated? Like, we have to be very clear what it is we're saying. Um, and I think in the future, it would not surprise me, and I think it's quite justified, if, you know, before healthcare workers are even hired, that it be a condition of employment that people be vaccinated. But we're not there yet. Okay. One of the quotes that uh, is attributed to you is, um, in ethics, it's not just what decision you make, but uh, how you make that decision. Could you expand on, on what that means? Yeah, yeah. And that's what worries me, is with this much politics and emotion... So are the decisions evidence-based? So if we're going to have vaccine, let's call them vaccine passports or certificates. I'm going to call them vaccine passports, for example. And, you know, that that kind of somewhat crosses over with mandatory vaccines for for people. Does the evidence support that vaccine that, you know, the the community is is safer um, and that transmission between vaccinated people is is minimal or or negligible or something of that nature? And here's the other thing. you know, have we tried everything else that we can possibly do to, you know, create incentives? Um, have we plateaued? You know, whether we've plateaued or not on vaccines is an open question. It's slowed down a little. I'm not sure we're, we can really call it a plateau just yet. So, you know, have we followed due process and is it proportional? Um, you know, what, what worries me is, is what tends to be evolving is a potential patchwork of things all over the place. Where, you know, potentially, as we've heard from our prime minister, government employees may have mandatory vaccines. Um, You may need a vaccine passport to go for a glass of wine on an outdoor patio. 
But if you're a kindergarten teacher, you're not going to need it. Like, that doesn't make sense, right? And that's the risk, is that we're going to get pushed and pulled in ways where we're really not scientifically grounded at all. Um, in Italy, uh, they have the new Green Pass, which is now in place. It's um, You have to have it to go to an archaeological site, gym, theater, indoor pools, all those sort of things. Do, do we, on a national level, because we have the Ford government saying, not up to us, and of course we have the federal government saying, well, the provinces can do it if they want, but do we need like a national program like Italy has? You know, the cultural differences between Italy or France and Canada are significant, and, and I think we all know that. If we were to need it, we would need scientific evidence that this will absolutely enhance, without a doubt, the safety and well-being of all Canadians. And um, I, I'm not sure we're there yet, and we know from listening to our Prime Minister, he is not interested in taking this on at all, and he's pushed it onto the provinces. Um, they've, a lot of the provinces have said they're not interested, but the last week or so, and, you know, the Americans are adopting it more and more, which I mm -hmm. think is influencing us by a lot. Even though we say we're not influenced by the Americans, we really are in a lot of cases, including this one. So, you know, it's going to have to be evidence-based. But, but, you know, one thing I think we can't lose in this is you have to factor in conflict management. And one of the greatest strengths of Canada, and we got off to a terrible start. We all know that. But one of the great strengths with Canada as our vaccine rates reach some of the highest in the world is that more or less, more or less, we have coalesced around our attitudes towards how to handle this pandemic. And, you know, if we make bad decisions and rapid decisions and irrational decisions about vaccine, who is vaccinated, who's not, or passports that aren't evidence-based, um, we run the risk of really polarizing situations and, and creating conflict. Because look at the demonstrations in the streets of France or Australia. They're really struggling now as well. Um, Italy, maybe a little less, but, you know, we have to consider that. I'm not saying that's a, a reason to not do it, but I am saying it's got to be a very careful decision. Speaking with Kerry Bowman, uh, bioethicist at the University of Toronto, and, and a last question to you, and this was my my take at the beginning of the hour, was that regardless of where you sit on this issue and what you believe, the train is moving. It is the issue is not stagnant. You you know we talked about how things have really heated up and changed even in the last week, and mm -hmm. it feels to me as if that this is an inevitability on some level. We're heading towards it. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that? I do, Alan, and I, I think you're exactly right on that. <laughs> you know, whether I or you or anybody else thinks it's wonderful, uh, it looks like uh, this train is rolling. So how are we going to do it well is, is, is definitely one of the considerations. And look, I must say, I'm, I'm quite persuaded ethically by the fact that the majority of Canadians seem to feel that this is, you know, some form of vaccine passports is a good idea. I, I'm, I'm not thrilled with survey instruments because I think this is more complex and it's hard to capture on a survey instrument. But, you know, this is a democracy. If most people think we need to go this and the evidence supports it, then I think we'll have to proceed. You've heard me say before, perhaps, I see lots of ethical concerns, but that doesn't mean we can't do it. Kerry, great to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time today. You as well. Take care.